Coming up on TMS, don't hate the tree, hate the leafy load. The ice cream machine can't always be broke, a-hole. A-team's black pedo van. Never rectally, only orally. I only name... Sorry. Something about going from the van to that was really troubling. (laughs) I don't make the names. I just mispronunciate them. Naming hurricanes is Greek to me. Welcome to the Gateway Drug Shop. I can see clearly now the rain has come. I'm sorry, Frankie Tiki. They have better poo-poo platters. I don't like leaves. One Dwayne to rule them all. I'll take one Aunt Peru, extra crispy. Give money to TMS for sports and drugs. Cottonwood trees are too much hassle. Making things with Bill. Major spoilers and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Smart woman, she's putting a new floor down by herself. Wise woman, she's using Kentile Vinyl Asbestos Tile. Easiest flooring to install, easiest flooring to care for. Save every way with Kentile Vinyl Asbestos Tile. This is your anus. I can't believe you made me say that. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS, the morning stream for October 12th. It's a Monday. It's uh, 9 11 a.m. Starting a little late today. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. That's because we were uh, unintentionally giving some some stuff to the patrons while we were getting music settled. We were talking about uh, sports and drugs. Yep. From Sports two guys who know very little about yeah. <laughs> about either. <laughs> yeah, we know we like you know we like sports and sure some sure. drugs uh, are important for the medical industry, but you and I well, don't yes. really you know recreationally not really our jam. Right. But uh, yeah, we talked about it anyway. And if you're yeah. like, man, I want some of that bonus content, hey, just subscribe to the Patreon for like a buck a month, and you'll get all of it every exactly. day, every day, all of it, all of it, every day. Yeah, all of it every day. All right, so much. It's uh, good to be back. Hello, everyone. Hope you had a good weekend. Mine was dumb. Uh, amazing what the rain will do. Oh, by the way, happy 2003 episode. That's the year uh, the core <laughs> came out in theaters. Remember the core. I do remember the core. We watched it for film sack had uh, that, that wonderful Hillary swank. Yeah. Piloting a, piloting a vehicle into the earth's crust. Yep. Now she's and on that. All uh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it had a uh, uh, dude from here. Uh, he lived here. Uh, uh, Wilford Brimley. No, I went to college here. Uh, freaking. I can't think of Brigham his name. Young. Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Oh, uh, Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> Actually, Aaron Eckhart went to BYU, so that's funny. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He went to BYU film school. But anyway, uh, yeah, Aaron Eckhart was in it, and that's it. That's all I remember is Aaron okay. Eckhart and Hillary Swank right. together at they last. Actually, uh, they tried out the the uh, the boring uh, craft. I don't want to call it a spacecraft because it went into the Earth core. Ooh, Echo. Getting some major Echo on me all of a sudden. Ooh, that's weird. You getting it now Whatever. still still getting it yeah still getting it i don't know what's i don't know what that is did you hit a button i didn't hit nothing i mean i'm checking everything here now test looks good okay hold on i'm gonna talk yeah yeah i see your green your light lights up green when uh 
Oh, now it's gone. Whatever, whatever you might have just done, fixed it. No, I didn't do anything. I literally oh, okay. so sat Discord figured move. itself out. I was getting like I was seeing your light, your your thing turn green while I was talking. Oh, weird. All right. Anyway, anyway, so. they, they tried out the uh, the ground craft uh, by piloting it into Aaron Eckhart's uh, chin dimple first. Oh, and there's my joke oh. that took eight minutes to get out. That's all right. It was worth it. Every second was of it? that was worth was it. it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no listen. Okay. Everything I, about that was enjoyable. <laughs> refreshing is perfect it was perfect in every Monday, way everybody. it was perfect in every way do not uh, do not yeah. stress yourself out so it's amazing what a little bit of wind and rain will do so uh as we know uh it's been really smoky here uh, a lot of smoke still from fires uh i know that sounds like we're talking about a thing eight months ago but no the fires are still a problem still going and yeah. getting the california smoke our own smoke a little bit of uh, colorado smoke when the wind was the other way smoke. yeah yep. we got a little bit of the arizona smoke all the smoke and it comes into the salt lake <laughs> valley which is a big beautiful bowl a mountainous bowl and it's an amazing beautiful place when there's no smoke in it but when you pile all that smoke in and there's not a lot of wind going on or other weather patterns you end up with like it's just sort of sitting there and so we just sit in there stewing in the goo and as a result yeah. i get gnarly headaches bad sore throaty stuff just kind of a <laughs> time and uh had a rough weekend this way overall. It was just not good for me. Felt like crap. Coughed a lot. Uh, Nick had to get a COVID test. We were like worried that, oh no, what if this, you know, I gotta get a COVID test. But it came back negative. Everyone's fine. And now I feel great. And the reason I feel great today is because it rained. The rain came and it blew the smoke away and it's all gone now. And it was like so <laughs> gorgeous yesterday, Brian. You could see for hundreds of miles in every direction. Oh. The mountains were clear, crystal clear. You can see the orange and the red up in the trees, up on the mountains everywhere. It's like fall up there. Ah, oh, just amazing That's, yesterday. So We so need that here. We had winds. But no rain. We had 70 mile an hour winds here in Colorado. So Jeez. much of our neighbor's pool toys and some of their pool are on the side of our house or good, were on the side of our house. Good Lord. Pool toys still there. The pool water, uh, not so much anymore. I mean, 70 mile an hour winds, not while well, not hurricane level, those are heavy winds. That's hard. Those are. Yeah. yeah. Did you lose any trees yeah, we were, or any kind of branchy things or any of that? Uh, not on any of our trees. And it was great. It blew all of the, usually, so we've got a cottonwood that hangs, um, that that's in our neighbor's yard that hangs over our yard. Yeah. And every fall, that thing dumps the majority of its, of its leafy load <laughs> right. on our lawn. Okay. And uh, the wind was blowing the perfect direction yesterday to blow all of their leaves onto their lawn. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you hate it when you're the when you're the lawn that gets all the blow the the uh, leaves blown into the it. Load, the leaf load. The leaf we, load. We uh we are the um I mean that 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 tree everybody in the neighborhood hates. The first people to move into the house put that cottonwood tree in way too close to the fence line because they knew that it would grow up, it would grow fast and add some sales appeal to the house. Sure. And cottonwoods are the most intrusive. Their roots go all all over the damn place. They find anybody's sprinkler system and say, oh, there's water in here. I'm going to tear into this hose, this line and drink all the water and uh, and sprout little more cottonwoods all over the, the yard. And uh, they're the worst. Th three neighbors have come and gone in that house next to us and they all hate the tree and no one wants to spend any money to do anything about it. We've even offered to help out with, uh, 
cost of removal, but it, it would be such a pain. Well, it's a huge pain. The part of the pain is in, it's not just one stump and one pole. It's like you said, it travels around. Yeah, We've had cottonwoods as well. They're the freaking worst tree. They really are. Like yeah. of all the trees that you would want to put in a residential area, why would you put the one? I, I understand if it grows quick, then your house sells mm-hmm. quick because you got some foliage and you can, you know, there's a value to that. But the first thing I'd do if I was a buyer, I'd go, hold on a second. What tree is that? And if they said cottonwood, I'd go, double bird, I'm out of here. See you later. <laughs> not, this is not going to do it. This uh, was the source of the too much hassle story with uh, our Russian neighbor, was that oh. this was the tree that he decided to bring the the hammer and chisel out and go tink, 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 tink to try and get the roots <laughs> just enough to where we could uh, fix the fence. Did it, and now I, I just remember. want to just get this thing out of here. Did it work? I don't remember what happened. Did it? Function. It worked long enough to get the fence put up, but uh, okay. I'll bet you anything in six months that that root is going to grow back to full size and pop the the boards out that we put in. That's what roots do. It's roots do, yeah. and of course he's long gone. You know he's he's no, history he's, moved on. No, he's, so. he's it was too much hassle to stay there. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that he is completely unaware that. That not only was his phrase like coined and, and carried on this show forever, anytime anything Russian comes up, but we even had a, a team name at the Overpants League, whose shirt I still wear. Oh, yeah. Uh, called the Too Much Hassle Team that misspelled my name on the back of the shirt, and I still wear it because I love it so much. That guy's legendary, man. I miss yeah. I miss your Russian neighbor. Just, I mean, yeah. it, and it wasn't like he I was a constant that story, and I don't really miss him for much else. Right. right. He was, it's not like he was a constant source of information or stories or funny right. times. It's just. He had this moment, kind of like our, yep. our, our uh, you know, I can totally see why you like it, lady. It's yep. like this moment, this pinpoint in time. And now you're legend, man. You're legend. He doesn't even know. If you went and found doesn't him, you go, know. hello, what is this? Why you come to my door? I hate you. I never, I move away from you for a reason. And you'd say, <laughs> you'd say, well, you know, you're this legend now and this and this and this. And he'd go, oh, that's, well, too much hassle and shut the door. That's right. Funny. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if he'd think, it, I don't know if he'd find it flattering to be this kind of a legend, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Not really his jam. Not really his jam. Okay. I can see. I can see that. That's the reason the Russians are so grouchy and eat nothing but potato wine. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) I guess it's vodka, isn't it? It's vodka, but uh, potato wine. I like that. I'm going to ask for a potato wine and tonic, please. There you go. (laughs) Next time I go. Uh, So anyway, uh, we're feeling good here, and I feel so much better. And sorry about PM over the weekend, but it just floored me. I had like, you know, I figured it out. I've had... In my lifetime, I've had like five migraines, and four of them have been in 2020. And you could say, oh, it's the stress of the world of the thing and of COVID and the whatnot. Maybe. But mm-hmm. I think it actually might just be this excessive amount of smoke we've had this year. Mm-hmm. Like way yeah. more than ever. We had higher index uh, ratings or whatever the number is on Friday or Thursday, I guess, than L.A. did. Like, Jeez. what the frick, dude? We're not supposed to be worse than L.A. Yeah, no kidding. And this fire that we've got here in town, Cameron Peak Fire, uh, just up there by Fort Collins, is pretty much poised to be the biggest fire we've ever had in Colorado, the most devastating fire. Ugh, and that wind doesn't that We've ever help. had in the state's history. Yeah, I wish wind blew out fires. Instead, it spreads them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Something about all that extra oxygen they're getting. <laughs> I don't really understand the science of it, but uh, I think that helps it. It's my understanding. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Brian, I got a question for you. Sure. Uh, I saw this on the internet and thought this would be a fun little uh, excuse oh, cool. to do a thing. Right. 
Cool. Uh, somebody sent me a, a picture of the following automobiles. All right. These are famous okay. automobiles. It's funny that this comes up today since we just oh. did the car on Films Act. It is. Yeah. What timing? He's not part of this list, but uh, I say he could have, been a, could have been a girl car. I don't know. I didn't look into that. <laughs> we didn't check. It's funny that you assign any sort of uh, pronoun to it. Yeah. It's a little it. bit weird. Should just be it. But uh, yeah. Uh, here's the uh, deal. We got the following list of cars. So I'll list those first and then I'll ask you the question. Okay. The Dukes of Hazard car was called the General Lee. General Lee, right? Yeah. The Back to the Future car, we know what that is. The DeLorean, yep. sure. Night Rider, which is a Trans Am with a roar, 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 roar in the front. <laughs> right. Uh, Starsky and Hutch's. Oh, look at you with your Mandalorian. I'm <laughs> Mandalorian, you're DeLorean. <laughs> Man, DeLorean. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Starsky have, and Hutch's car. Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 versions of the DeLorean. How'd you? Wait, wait, wow, that's awesome. Or is, was that yeah. a special thing or you just it had It was them? a special three-pack that came in a in a geek crate and uh, the best one. I love the, uh, here's the the uh, Back to the Future 3 with the like the wooden thing, like the yeah. engine deal and uh, a little hitch took it up to the back of the train. And the 3 is so underrated. It is. It really oh, is. Anyway, oh, I'm sorry. So you were no, no, on the, no, no. the Hutchmobile. Yeah, the Hutchmobile. Or the Starskymobile, whatever it was called. Yep. Uh, James Bond's. Well, you know what? I'll also put this in the oh, Discord. Oh, so Aston you can, Martin. Yeah, I want you to see these. So it's only fair that I put these okay. in here. Okay. So okay. Uh, now you can see oh, them. Okay. Oh, uh, look at all of them. Okay. Mad nice. Max car, which is like the original Mad Max car. Oh, the original. The, the right. I don't know. It was based on a Charger or something. The, the, the Mel Gibson Mad Max vehicle. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Ghostbusters Ecto-1. Sure. The A Team van, the BA Baracus would drive. Uh, Miami Vice, that's a, a Tester, or Ferrari Testarossa, I think, or something. Sure. Uh, or Magnum's car, which is another Ferrari. Different, that's different convertible. Uh, Mag- yeah, yep. convertible Ferrari. All right. So those and the are only your cars. convertible on the list, believe it or not. That's yeah, surprising. That is surprising. I guess there's just aren't a lot of famous cars that have no. convertibles. But anyway, the keys are in the ignition. You can only take one. Which do you take? Okay, I have a follow-up question. Go. Does the Back to the Future car work? <laughs> if I get that thing up to 88 miles an hour, uh, I knew this was I... Gonna, I knew this was going to come up. Functionality, like the, their powers, if they have any. You want to know yeah. if they have their powers. I want to know if they have their powers. So, let's, let's I see mean, what... I mean, that does give the Back to the Future vehicle a really unfair advantage. Yeah, because nothing else has that except maybe the Ecto-1 has like a ghost catcher gun on it. Um, sure. That shoots, you know, while you're while you're driving or whatever. Well, or or the James Bond vehicle. If if the James Bond vehicle really is outfitted by Q and oh, right. can do all that stuff. Yeah, and, and that's a good question. Like, which Back to the Future? Because I don't see Mister Fusion on that one. Am I no. going to have to rob plutonium from the uh, from the Syrians or the whatever, Lib- whoever they were? Libyans, 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 Libyans. That's right, Libyans. Uh, yeah, whatever stereotype they were playing with that year. Um, <laughs> if I okay, so this is a really great question because now suddenly it's yeah. very weighted in the Back to the Future direction it because really that is. car. Can let's let's make travel. it even and say that they are accurate prop vehicles for each of these properties, but they they do not feature the fictional functionality or the f- functional. <laughs> I can't really, I can't portmanteau that one. 
um, that that comes with it, right? Because otherwise, Back to the Future wins hands down. I want a car that can fly, that can go back in time. I mean, that thing had that was the dream, that the everything car. Yeah, plus it looked cool. So you're plus right. It cool. Plus yeah. it was a DeLorean. You're right about all that. The James Bond car is gonna have a bunch of stuff you'd never have in real life. And the Night Rider car, seed like the Night Rider car, would almost if if Back to the Future wasn't on here, the no brainer would be the Night Rider car because that thing is so freaking smart, right? That it's a supercomputer AI that could do anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you take all that away. These are just great replicas. Then which okay. one do you take? Then I'm taking the. I'm still taking the Back to the Future car. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, you can stay After all that, car. I mean okay. that was a tougher question though. It's like because the uh, the Ecto One, God, you see those. Those are probably the most replicated cars you see at things like Dragon Con and yeah. Comic Con and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh uh yeah, I mean looking at all those, the rest are with the exception of the 18's black pedo van, the rest of them are all like really just high-end <laughs> sports cars. Black pedo van. <laughs> Sorry, is it pronounced pedo van or pedo van? Uh depends on if you're in the UK or not. <laughs> the UK or not. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on a second. If that van is um Hmm, I hadn't thought about that. I thought pedal vans were only white. White panel, white panel vans. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is. The, well, that's why I did say it was an all-black pedal van. Because <laughs> if you saw that van, you'd immediately go, oh, A-Team, right? So yeah, I do, exactly. But I'd say, well, what the hell is going on in the back of that thing? Because it's... Uh... All right, I'll tell you what. I'm going to make a weird decision here, and this is not all based right. on my disgusting fandom of the property. Sure. But I think I would actually go for that Mad Max car if it was cleaned up. Like, if that was a in mint condition sort of re... Uh, mm-hmm. for, what's the word? Reeve, not refurbished. Refurbished. Uh, furbished. No, not furbished. Yeah. What do they uh, call that? Restored. Restored. That's restored. Yes. Uh-huh. So that was like a really clean, shiny, restored version of the Mad Max car. Pretty sure I, from a, just a looks standpoint, and like the thing I would want to drive around town, I think that mm-hmm. might be it. Um, mm-hmm. That or the two Ferraris would be pretty sweet. I don't yeah. think I. I mean, if I'm nerding out, like if it's all pure nerdery, well then probably. I mean, Ghostbusters just be ridiculous after a while, right? Like you'd be just like, I it would, yeah. This I mean, because I'm sure somebody would put the, you know, put the sound in there, and uh, <laughs> right. well, with the Night Riders, if the if the Night Riders uh, light would go back and forth, that would be that would that be would, cool. That would put a big check mark in its in its list. Yeah, and it's an okay car. It's a very '80s car, though. Yeah. Like I'd still, I think I'd still pick the pick the Back to the Future replica. I think that would be fun to drive around town. Yeah. And James Bond would be my second choice, really. The the Aston Martin. And you get all kind of, if you've got the Dukes of Hazard one, the General Lee, you get all kinds of shit for oh, having that flag. That would be, top. yeah. I mean, and not because I wasn't a fan of Dukes of Hazard, but that would be my least, that would be the, the lowest pick on the list. Like, yeah. the, oh, do I have to drive that? Yeah. <laughs> could I could I just put that in a storage unit and mm-hmm. uh, not drive it anywhere? Yeah. Never do anything with it ever again. <laughs> Plus, those doors don't open. You got to slide through the windows. That's the deal. Oh, on those. so inconvenient. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants that. Um, yeah. I, I do like the idea of doing giant jumps and having it pause while I'm in the air and a guy describe something cool before the commercial. <laughs> How like will that. Brian Ibbett get out of this one? <laughs> he thought he was just getting milk at the at the local Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Tune back in later and find out. All right, Brian, uh, how'd your mystery date go? I heard you had. Oh, hey, we had a mystery date this last weekend. It was my turn to pick for Tina. Yeah. And uh, I found an art space. So we got this great arts district on Broadway. Hmm. Lots of art spaces, lots of galleries, and funky 
shops, antique stores, but also kind of like vintage cool shops and stuff. Uh, dude, I, I, I did it up, man. We went to this place called the Spectra Art Space, yeah. which is a an art gallery that was having this thing going on called Spookadelia. And it's a combination of spooky and psychedelia. Psychedelica, but psychedelia. Um, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I didn't make the name. I just yeah. I just uh, say what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's it was a really cool... We had the whole thing to ourselves. So you, when you get it, you get it for 50 minutes. So they have 10 minutes to clean all the surfaces, the curtains, everything that, that you would have come in contact with to get it ready for the next person. So there's no social distancing you have to worry about. There, you know, you wear a mask the whole time. And um, uh, it was really cool. It was even a little bit of escape roomy because you had a little bit of a puzzle to figure out in one of the rooms and uh, some really amazing artwork that I kind of just wanted to buy right then and there. It's really cool. Nice. Uh, after that, we went to uh, a store that's called 5280s because 5280 is Mile High and we're in Mile High City, but then it's all 80s stuff. And I mentioned this on FilmSack. This place had every toy trading card pack doll action figure whatever the vintage stuff or new stuff all vintage stuff yeah i asked i actually asked the lady i said so the uh uh, uh i said so are their companies still making alf trading cards she's like no these are all boxes of trading cards that we've gotten a hold of that we're reselling like these are all original from the 80s trading cards and they are every single weird property that you can think of like there are other obvious ones right like a star wars cards and star trek cards and things like that but then you've got uh um baby that movie about the dinosaur the little baby brontosaurus that oh, had man. a whole trading card series you could get Did it really Jeez. Um, yes uh like new kids on the there. block and uh uh heart has a trading card series wow. and uh wait this band a, the band heart has the band heart has trading cards that's i forgot how pervasive that was still that way or is it not that way anymore like can you if i go right no. now can i get a justin bieber deck or what's the deal oh i don't know i don't know if they i don't know if trading cards are even still that much a thing you know but uh it's usually like uh, jedi's asking about how much it's like uh two two to three dollars a pack of cards and the the stale hard stick of bubblegum smell mm-hmm. in that section of the store was strong enough to permeate my mask like i was like oh wow i can just smell the <laughs> the uh the stale stale bubblegum that comes in each of these packs yeah it makes you does it no, make you the- does it make you worry a little bit when you can smell the smell of trading cards through your mask and but Not you're really. hope, but you're hopeful that a that COVID-19 can't make oh, it in or yeah, out of your right. mask. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean the, you know, the mask, the, 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 it's more, if the trading cards were wearing masks themselves, <laughs> they'd prevent a lot more of their smell. Right, you double, you, you it, increase your chances doubly by both you of you wearing You increase your chances. Them. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the mask does help you on, on receiving, but it also helps more with the sending out your, your, uh, virus laden, droplets uh 100 anyway. there are justin bieber trading cards by the way all right did you find some yep, okay there i you did go. it's a thing uh, apparently they're for everybody so there was a garfield phone there was the uh this, a spider-man phone i didn't realize existed like it's a you mount it on the wall and it's spider-man hanging down like he's crawling the wall down and you you know pick up the phone hello spider-man 
Um, this sounds like a date you would have liked. <laughs> it, Tina said when we went in there that this was on her list of places to take me for mystery uh, date. Nice, nice. Um, toss across. I mean, everything that you can think of from the 80s, they had it there. Uh, and I walked out of there only spending 25 bucks. I'm really proud of myself. That's pretty good. Uh, then we went to a place called Fashionation, which if you're in Denver and you've never been there, I'd never been there before. I've driven past it and uh, I wish I would have gone there sooner. Man, that place is so cool. It's a new clothing store and they just have really, really cool clothes and shoes. And I'm not a clothes guy. I'm not, you know, as you can tell, I'm wearing a freaking, you know, yeah. Atari t-shirt and jeans kind of guy like me. Sure. But, uh, uh, I bought a really cool, like, um, uh, uh, deco, not art deco, but like lounge shirt. That's kind of like your tiki lounge kind of looking shirt. Nice. Really, really cool. And they had Doc Martens, like the biggest selection of Doc Martens I've ever seen, except for being in the UK. <laughs> but, uh, Only Doc really Martin cool. himself has more Doc Martens. Uh, here, let me ask you this. So yeah. Fashion Nation, obviously it's a play yes. on words because it's both fashion nation, like the nation uh-huh. of fashion, and fascination, right? Right, right, right. Oh, how exactly. clever, how so clever many of levels. Them. That's very clever. Totally. It's a portmanteau and a sound alike. Yeah, well done, guys. Uh, and, uh, and when I bought that Tiki Lounge shirt, I kept it on because our last stop of the night was a place called Adrift, and it's a Tiki Lounge here in Denver. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm sorry, Golden Tiki and Frankie's Tiki Room in Las Vegas. This place has the best food. It's really? Like we had a poo-poo platter that was so freaking fantastic. Everything you'd want on there. Pork, the uh, Hawaiian rolls, ribs, duck legs, or duck wings. Oh, so good. That all sounds good. And, I would eat uh, all of that now. A couple rum drinks, and it was just the best. So we had a great great little mystery date. Uh, nice. Time, and now the pressure's off me. Now the pressure's off. Now try to up one-up that corn maze there, sister. <laughs> Look who it is joining us. It's Brian Dunaway all the way from South Carolina. Hello, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. And now the pressure's on me. Yeah, now the pressure's on you, sir. Hey, you're not having Delta stuff, right? Where did that hit? I don't even know. I I paid no attention. Oh, hi, Delta. Well, we have had some increase in temperature. Uh, We started seeing a little cool down, and now we are getting rain. Uh, Buckets of rain, and today is just overcast. Yeah. So, you know. It's what you get for living in the South. I'm just kidding. All the Southerners. No, it's a true story. I saw an interesting map the other day that laid out how uh, your region of the United States related to uh, weather-wise to regions in other areas of the world. Yeah. That was a pretty interesting little Yeah, map. I'll bet. I like, look oh, at you. look at that. Those you know guys what? over there experience the same thing I am. <laughs> you, know what, you know what helps stuff like this or helps you when you're, when you're just trying to understand how these things work is learning more about how it works. Look at Brian teaching us the way, showing us the path. Learning stuff. That's right. Uh, all right, we got a caller on the line uh, waiting to be a part a of Babel Royale. Let's find out who's been waiting. Hi, who's this? <laughs> hey, it's Dwayne out in St. Louis again. Hey, Girl it's baby. Dwayne in Sa- oh. South St. Louis. Wait, Dwayne or Wayne? Dwayne. Dwayne. That's so funny because I know yeah. another Dwayne in St. Louis. Uh, Maybe you know this one, and you uh, you've well, just been thinking it's a separate one. No, they're two. I know there can't be more than one. I know they're different guys. I'm 100 percent sure. Yeah, there can't there possibly be two. Dwayne. There can't possibly be more than one Dwayne in St. Louis. Come on. One of them used to live here and was on what my raid team for years. So anyway, uh, but that's definitely not you. Uh, anyway, it's good to have you here, Dwayne. We're going to try to win you some prizes today, and Brian's going to explain how, what, and why. 
That's right, and I just finished pouring myself some coffee, so now's a good time for me to tell you that I'm going to be giving Scott and Brian a topic, and they're going to go back and forth giving me answers that fit that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer, repeated answer, or they take too long to come up with an answer, the winner's going to go to the other player. Your job, Dwayne, is to predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic. Today, you are playing for carryover prizes from last Wednesday, a bag of Kahawa coffee from Kahawa Roasters, Mad Max Fury Road on Voodoo, courtesy of Jesus, and two games from Wesley because I added one to the stack, uh, Neoverse and Grid Ultimate Edition. Ooh, the Ultimate Edition of Grid. Eh? Yeah. The Ultimate Edition time. of Grid. Nice. All right. of that sounds fun and delicious and uh, enjoyable to watch, depending yeah. on which part. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> what you doing in the moment? Exactly. Which part of it you're experiencing? Yeah. Uh, topic today comes to us from Jamie. This might go quick, and I'm I'm kind of curious to see how we do. Oh no! <laughs> uh, there, as of 2019, as of last year, but really this does apply to this year. I double checked, and all these answers do apply to this year as well. There are 10 historical figures that appear on U.S. currency, oh, currently minted slash produced. U.S. currency. So the current Ten ones with like the, the bigger, slightly bigger heads and the and the little line down the side and all that, that are new money. Money now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Money now. All right. Money. Uh, there are 10, ten uh, people right now on my list, and I'm not counting the special edition uh, dollars that came out a couple of years back that had all the presidents, because that would be kind of obvious. Because um, it would just turn into us naming the presidents. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As well as the... Um, the quarters that had oh right um, we're doing coins famous, i'm not thinking here okay yeah coins and paper yeah. um and there were qu- quarters that had paper. uh which we call it like <laughs> landmarks and things like that that may have inadvertently had a historical figure on them as well so those don't count just currently minted paper money and coins and no uh, canadian money with big holes in it none of that no canadian money okay. 10 historical figures uh, on this list. So you all, we all go. got holes in your money. Go ahead. Courtesy of Jamie. Jamie had this one. All right. All right. So, um, uh, Dwayne, now that you've heard the topic and their comfort level with said topic, who do you want to go first and who do you think is going to win? Well, I am going to use my mulligan from last time that I lost. No. So I'm going to say <laughs> that Brian is going to win. Scott can go first. All right. Fair enough. Okay. I like this. A, a, a listener <laughs> I never, mulligan. I haven't heard of a uh, contestant using their mulligan. Good for you. Yeah, nice job. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with me and Brian to win. Um, Correct. And so I need to tell you both. No, you just need to tell me the currency. Not I'm, the, I'm sorry. You just need to tell me the historical figure. Okay. doesn't have what to they appear on. And what, not what they match up on. Okay. Correct. Um, on, on currency. Well, there's a couple of them that are in two places, so uh, yeah, currency. <laughs> I got yes. that part right. Um, I have a story I got to tell you tomorrow about McDonald's and currency. Something happened. Wow. Funny. Okay. Yeah. McDonald's and currency. Yeah, the, it was weird. We had a weird thing wow. happen yesterday. All right. Um, <clears throat> uh, let me tell you about a story about uh, McDonald's and their ice cream machine. Oh. <laughs> Wait, go ahead. Tell me about that. What happened? You can't always be broke, asshole. <laughs> every, every time I go up there. I love it. This is just a and grievance. And a kid-sized soft serve is, is in the, uh, the the Weight Watchers. It's just a couple it points. It is. So That's good. what I love getting. It yeah, is like they good. use non-fat. They use non-fat something. It's supposed to be milk. 
And every time I go, it's like, sorry, machine's down. It's broken. I just think that's really funny because your story about the ice cream machine is literally just a grievance that it's always broken. (laughs) Can't always be broke. (laughs) Because every time. Oh, I love that. All right. So Uh, true. Let's just go some, uh, let's get that low-hanging political fruit and get uh, George Washington out of here. Let's get him done. Sure. Yeah. He's on on the uh, quarter and the dollar bill, of course, Mm -hmm. as if you didn't know. Oh, I don't don't have any of those. (laughs) He's on the quarter pounder and the dollar bill. (laughs) Right. Brian only works with uh, 20s and 50s. I only work with uh, Benjamin Franklin. Ben Franklin, yes. The $100 bill, Ben Franklin. Uh, $100 bill. Not much else I can say all about the Benjamins. Yeah, right sure. I'll let the Benjamins. He was naked a lot with French ladies. We know that. All right. Um, <laughs> let's move on then to... Uh, Who wouldn't be? Andrew Jackson. Sure. Andrew Jackson, the $20 bill. Yeah. yeah that's a good one. I like Andrew Jackson. No, you don't. He's a racist. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I like him in my, I like him in my pocket. <laughs> oh, you like having a yeah, few I like of them around. I like him in my pocket. 20s, yeah. yeah. I like having some twenties as well, you know. Because every it's a it's a it's the highest denomination that everywhere everywhere will still accept, and yeah. they won't say nothing right. larger than a twenty dollar bill. That's right. That's right. Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Abraham Lincoln. He's on uh, the penny the and the five dollar bill. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I keep forgetting about the coins. Game. I got to go back and think about those for a minute. Sure. I haven't used coins in years. I know. Same. Um. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, my brain just went blank. Uh, ah, I can't think of any suddenly. Hold on, yeah, give me what's the rule here? Hold on, uh, shut, what's the rule here? You, you, you give an answer uh, and it has to be correct. Uh, uh Eisenhower's on something, <laughs> Eisenhower's on something, isn't he? On is a coin, you, is that your answer? Yeah. yeah, is that your answer? Yeah, nope. <laughs> No. I generally it's surely on something. How about that? How about that? Uh, three dollar Bill Clinton uh, bill I have in my pocket. That's a perfect, no. perfect hey, denomination. Hey Scott, have you seen any really good musicals on Disney Plus recently? Oh, oh freaking gosh! How, dang. how Ham- does a Hamilton. bastard orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle? Anyway, yes. Uh, Mr. Hamilton? Mr. Hamilton. Uh, Who did I miss? What else did I miss? You're probably thinking of Roosevelt on the dime. That is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Roosevelt, Eisenhower. Uh, Sacagawea still minted on a dollar coin, although it's it's less for um, current circulation and more for collectors. Thomas Jefferson, of course, on the nickel as well. Oh, Jefferson. uh, Gosh, dang it. Freaking Jefferson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grant on the $50 bill. Yeah, also a favorite. And they're still making, uh, they're still making Kennedy half dollars because uh, I need those really? for because I need those for craps. All right, J.K. Grammer says, "Wait a sec, the Eisenhower dollar is not still being minted." Is the problem? Well, I, uh, that's the thing. Is I I I could have sworn he had something to do with something, but it it sounds yeah. like it's out of. Now I know production. we discussed uh, the the Harriet Tubman. Uh, what was it? Twenty. Yes, but it has not uh, has not come. Yeah, out. they want to kick okay. Jackson off there and put Tubman on there. Yeah, yeah, which would be fine with me. Jackson be totally fine. Ass. Yep. Uh, how about um? Uh, what about the two dollar bill? Was yeah, it who, yeah, Jefferson I was ask. on that? I have one of those. Uh, in that my... shows the. 
I guess technically that shows all the founding fathers signing the Declaration of Independence. Oh. But who's on the front of that and why is it not on this list? Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. Nick has a bunch of these, but I don't, they're not here. Yeah, those are fun to, uh, let's see. United States $2 bill has, oh, it has Jefferson on the front as well. Oh. And then the back has the the Declaration of Independence um, being signed. Yeah, like my dad used to say, you know how you're supposed to say that's a screwy is a $3 bill? Mm-hmm. My dad would say, that's a screwy is a $2 bill. And we'd say, dad, there are actual $2 bills. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, but they're kind of screwy. Like the, his idea was that they were weird and rare. And so therefore they were screwy. And so forget the actual saying you're supposed to say he made up his own. That was right. so, that was so my dad. Uh, no, and, and it is currently being printed as of the, as of currently since... So they stopped it from 1966 to 1976, but um, hmm. they are the Federal Reserve note is still being printed, uh, $2 bill. And when did the uh, Eisenhower of, thing end? When did that stop? Just curious. Uh, yeah, out of curiosity. Let's see here. Eisenhower stopped in um, 1977. All right, so in theory, you could have one. That 70, still- 79, uh, when they switched to the Susan B. Anthony dollar. So still legal tender, but not minting, not right. currently in production. Okay. Still, still, right, exactly. You can still spend it. They just ain't making any more. So if you have one, save those. And those are nice, you know, big old uh, dollar coins. Yeah, those are out, right? Yeah, the more silver. real silver in, exactly. in those things, the better off you are. Because yeah, you can exactly. use that. Yeah, you yep. have his big old head on there going, oh, hello, I'm a, I'm a guy. Exactly. You guys ever, yes. you guys yes. ever have yes. a silver penny? Media. There are 47 people shown in the original portrait on the back of the $2 bill, and I was <laughs> hoping that they were going <laughs> to throw that in there as like, a, well, what about these, all of these people? Yeah, that's true. What oh about gosh. the buffalo yeah, riding that, that uh, the, the Indian and the buffalo on the old nickels there? I've got to count those guys. <laughs> Historical <laughs> figure. The <Yeah>. buffalo. <laughs> the buffalo. <laughs> Don't forget the buffalo. We nearly wiped them out. Okay. Well done, everybody. Uh, that's uh, You know what that means? Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Hold on. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You backed the right horse today, dude. Well done. Dwayne, how do you feel about your uh, choices today? I feel much better. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, you've made you've made good choices today. Continue making good choices the, for the rest of the day. The irony is I have, Mad, I have Mad Max Fury Road on every format you can think of. But even hearing that you're going to get this code on Voodoo makes me slightly jealous. Even though I already have a version on on Voodoo, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what's wrong with me? I don't even know. Do you have it on? Do you have it on <laughs> PSP UMD, Scott? No, I don't have it on that. Oh, okay. Sadly, that was never produced. But VHS? <laughs> no, but I'll bet you somebody figured out a way to copy one on there. Or I could probably HD get. It. Oh my God! Yeah, you can easily do a VHS. All you got to do yeah. is yeah, record. Look, right. If there's a Bieber trading card, oh, I wonder if they're Mad Max trading cards. Hold on. Oh, there have to be. As a matter of fact, I think I saw Beyond Thunderdome trading cards there. Let's see. But that's you know, I remember I've gotten I've gotten my fair share of trading cards based on intellectual properties yeah. over the years, and I can tell you this: I've never traded any of them with anyone, and I've usually <laughs> never even gotten through halfway through the deck before I said this is boring. Yeah. And put it yeah. Away. Listen, is there anybody out there who wants a big collection of World of Warcraft trading cards? Because boy, we were working on the basement this. Uh, this last weekend, and yeah. I have a ton. Yeah, right. That I just I, I can't throw if, them out. Right. Wow. If you, if they're not made for collecting and battling, yeah, I just don't have much use for them. I can't think of right. a reason. Right. I mean, it is a card game. Somebody could still play it, but holy cow! I got this. I think these are Star. Yeah, I have the Star Wars. Oh, is it? Star Wars ones okay. here with me right now. Look at these old things. Empire Strikes Back, Turn of the Jedi. Hey, there's Aunt Aunt Baru Lars. 
Nice. <laughs> Check her out, dude. Collectible Aunt Beru. Wow, uh, nice. The, yeah. the, the pre-crispy version. Yeah, these are all very... Yeah, the cr- you guys ever used to get? They, I don't think they did a version of her all crisped up. I don't think, not that I know of. What Brian went that way? Ibit, I was listening earlier, and you was talking about the cheap bubble gum that used to come in yeah. those and yeah. those things. Did you guys ever get the uh, Marvel did this for a while? I believe they they did. I think it was stickers, and they put them in the bread. I don't know if you guys remember. Oh those yeah, no. yes. slide it down there in the bread. Totally. And it always had this weird smell. I don't know <laughs> it was what in Wonder is. Bread. It and, was. Uh, and we have a, uh, well, I would say we, my uncle has a full collection of those. Of course he does. Of course he does. And he has such a weird smell. It's not quite bread. It's, did they cook it in there when they did the bread? The same time? <laughs> they they just, for some reason, that paper just, the, maybe it's the stickiness absorbs the smell of the uh, the bread. It's not maybe quite so, bread. Yeah. I love that. That's a great phrase to hear. It's not quite bread. I don't trust it's that. It's not quite bread. I wonder uh, if that stuff, like, I wonder if you can get like a, a penicillin vaccine from the stickiness on the back of those stickers. Oh, yeah. God. Gosh. Probably can. Oh, that's the sound we we always hear and know. It's time for us to let Dwayne go. Hey, Dwayne, well done. Uh, good job. And uh, don't forget, send Brian an email, coverville at gmail.com. I'll get you your codes. And, uh, Make you, sure to you, give you. us your mailing address for the Kahawa Coffee. Oh, yeah, right. You get a little physical Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. Well done, man. Uh, uh, thanks a lot Check and have a fantastic right day. Hey, thank you. See you, man. Bye. Thank you. Yes. The single source Colombian in my cup today. Ooh, that's single uh, source. Oh, that's uh, yeah. That's not that. You blend don't want trash. it from a bunch of different sources. You want like yeah, you don't want that blend same, trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah you want from the same tree. Stuff. Yeah, you know, all what from the same right. bean is what I want. Yeah, <laughs> it's according to what you want and what time of the year you want it, my friend. Damn straight. That's right. Speaking of things you want and when you want them, today, three thirty Mountain Time, the Boop Show will be on. Me and Brian Dunaway knocking out a video game podcast that we enjoy making. So hopefully you enjoy listening to. If you haven't checked it out before, you're insane. Go check it out at frogpants.com slash boop. <laughs> you should check yourself into the insane asylum. You're yeah. crazy. You're weird, uh, but it's great. And you can get it everywhere you get your podcast. So, and I highly recommend it. And it's live at uh, 3.30 Mountain Time if you'd rather catch it that way. So come check us out then. Brian Dunaway, anything else you want to add? Wow. Those, yes, we're watching uh, Gremlins 2 this weekend for Film Set, correct? Yeah. Yes, we yeah. are. I can, finally, right. I can finally shut up about uh, Gremlins 2. Shut up. I'm, <laughs> I'm as excited as you are about it. I really... I'm, it's <laughs> I my almost f- watched it last night, and that is rare for me to watch something a week in advance on Film Set because I don't want to be cold on it by the time we start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost did it anyway. That's why I have to do... I have to do like night before or day before or I'm screwed. I, I forget yeah. too many things, so... Yeah, uh, this weekend, check it out. And uh, it's all part of Sacktober. Do nothing but Halloween haunty movies all week or all, all month. And uh, this last week was uh, The Car, which is this weird 70s thing you should watch. <laughs> and, then, and, then the final, <laughs> and the final one uh, will be Poltergeist, the original Poltergeist, which we're very excited right. about. Uh, Child's on, Play wedged in there as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, I forgot Child's yeah. Play. In between. Putting Chucky right in there. Yep. Gremlins, Chucky, uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist, finally. Uh, so that's Caroline. all happening. <laughs> Filmsack.com. Brian Dunaway, everybody. Kiss our butts. Goodbye. <laughs> Not kiss our butts. Goodbye. No. Kiss your Just legs. Kiss our butts. Goodbye, period. Goodbye. Or something. All right. Uh, what time is it? Eh, we got time for one news story here. It's time for the news. Brought to you by nothing. Brought to you by soundography.com. Go check it out. New episode going up uh, later today. Oh, that's perfect. I'm glad you had some because I had nothing. Uh, oh, there's a new Fred and Canup if you want to go read that. Fredandcan.com. Oh, Brought to you by that as well. Yeah. 
up every Monday. Uh, all right. Baby Shark. You know the song? Uh, Baby Shark. Yes, totally. You're, you're familiar with the, the fine uh, American <laughs> song that eventually became a hit in Korea. Oh, and then the only thing that finally wedged that song out of out of my uh, head as an earworm is uh, Starfleet. Starfleet <laughs> from last week. That's pretty bad, too. Pretty well, bad. Baby Shark, uh, the kid song, got, uh, got is getting used to bully jail inmates. So two former detention <laughs> officers and their supervisor were charged Monday after investigation found inmates of the Oklahoma County Jail were forced to listen to the popular children's song Baby Shark on a loop at loud volumes for extended periods of time. At least four inmates subject or were subjected to the, quote, inhuman discipline in an attorney uh, uh, visitation room of the jail last November and December. According to the charge, the inmates were forced to stand the entire time, hands cuffed behind them, and secured oh, to the wall while they blared this song at them. <laughs> Seems kind of hardcore. Uh, say they were subjected to inhuman discipline. Oh, I read that. Uh, charged with uh, or charged were Gregory Cornell Butler Jr., age 21, of Edmond, Christian Charles Miles, 21, of Oklahoma City, and Christopher Raymond Hendershoot, Hendershot, age 50, of Wellston. That sounds to me like old guy who's been around for a while, doing uh-huh. dirty shit a long time, suckered a couple of 21 year olds into some gnarly business because look exactly 50 and then 21 21 come on man. yeah exactly yes he's uh he should know better and he should uh, not let these young whippersnappers uh talk him into some bad ideas yeah i'm annoyed or the or vice versa uh district attorney david prater charged them with the misdemeanor counts of cruelty to a prisoner and conspiracy it was an unfortunate court next week next week everything that this case has they should do it all to this sound of that and it's too bad too bad we've we've lost that away because then he'd go and go uh baby shark or do 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 or whatever he did the weirdest. It was, I thought it was the he did it to uh, Menomina. I have that file. Let's just do you it have for it? fun. Baby Shark. Yeah, here it is. Brian Dunaway doing Baby Shark. Enjoy. I'm gonna play this. Baby <laughs> Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think playing that over and over for them would be uh, cruel and unusual. Oh punishment. yeah, just put that on loop. Oh my gosh, that is cruel and unusual. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it says that uh, it was unfortunate that I could not find a felony statute to fit this uh, that fit this fact scenario. Says Prater, I would have oh. preferred filing a felony on his behavior on this behavior. DA said the legislature definitely took a look at making a uh, change to the law. Butler and Miles are accused of imposing the rogue discipline. And Hendershot, a lieutenant, is accused of knowing it or knowing about it and doing nothing to stop it. Okay, so maybe he just stood by. I don't know. Yeah. At the time, Sheriff P.D. Taylor was in charge of jail operations. A trust took over the jail July 1st. What does that mean? A trust. A trust. So, in other words, instead of it being uh, privately or, or instead of... Uh, Sheriff Taylor, <laughs> Sheriff Taylor, <laughs> being in charge of this jail, uh, was taken over by a board, a group to uh, to manage. I love that Sheriff Taylor's involved. Sheriff in Taylor, yes, it's great. It's if your great. last name's Taylor, you're 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 predestined to be a sheriff. That's right. And if your name's Taylor or any other name, you're now gonna enjoy a song because Brian's gonna play one for our break when we come back. <laughs> Bill will be here. We'll also have some time 
with Steven Schleicher talking major spoilers. That's all coming up after this. Brian, what song are we playing today? We are playing a song today from a band called Record Thieves. Oh no, Record Thieves. They have a brand new album coming out called Wasting Time on November 24th, but you might know you might not recognize the name Record Thieves. And by the way, big thanks to Thousand Islands Records, uh, makers of great music and salad dressing. Um, the uh, Record Thieves features members of Authority Zero, All Out, Helter, and Bold Type. So you've probably heard of uh, at least one of those bands. I know Authority Zero we've played on the show here before. Um, these guys are great. And, uh, um, I think they're local. I think they're, they're Denver, uh, guys. Nice. Um, anyway, this is a great new song. It's called sacrifice. Here are record thieves. Backwards So sick and tired I'm terrified 
Now that we are living at Wuban, do visit us. Drive through the animal kingdom. See our famous tigers. See our bongo. Bongo? The only bongo in England. Please come to Wuban any day. Gills! The Morning Stream. They mostly come in the morning. Mostly. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. A little Fallout Boyish, that band there. Yeah, uh, definitely pretty uh, yellow card. I saw a lot in the uh, the chat room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, confirmed they did form here in Denver. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had a couple of members from... Uh, Arizona and Brooklyn and stuff like that. So, uh, can I just say real quick? Sure. Once in a while, I like to just mention a band I think is overrated. I'd like to mention an overrated band if, if you don't mind. Please do. Yes, Panic at the Disco. Totally overrated. Oh, I disagree. Don't like them. Not. I like it. Brandon Uris's uh, voice a lot, and I think uh, I think they're nine in the afternoon, which is a a subtle homage to uh, ELO's Mister Blue Sky is a fantastic song. I wish I liked them. Can't get into it, uh, but I can get into the following thing we're going to do now, which I got to play sure. this for. Your bat caves open there, Bill. Uh, you know, it's weird. I just watched that episode of King of the Hill last night, and when it came on and played that clip, it was weird because I just because I play it so much here, it was just like, oh my gosh, freaking, we play it on Mondays. Anyway, hey, look who it is! It's Bill Duran <laughs> joining us as he does every Monday. The man all about making things, Bill. What's going on? Good morning, friends. Nice to see Good you. Good morning. How the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. We've got a brand new video up on our YouTube channel mm. that we made for everyone to go Yay. watch. Whoa. Tell cool. me more about your video. What did you make this week? What's going on? So Brittany and I teamed up and we made a helmet out of EVA foam. I know. Shocking, right? <laughs> uh, this is an example <laughs> from uh, from our new book, Foam Smith 3. So in the book, we've got three example projects. They all come with free uh, patterns to download. And we took one of those projects. We went ahead and made a whole video for it so that people can follow along with the build. Nice. Oh, uh, these are gorgeous. Yeah, these are pretty. God, the blue one. The blue one's amazing. This almost like um, the one on the right. Well, even I guess the one on the left, too, on the um, the thumbnail of the video reminds me of the Mandalorian stuff that you guys did last year was there some influence on that uh well the design let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the design this was designed by my buddy ben who's a friend from college and a really fantastic illustrator it's an original design but it's inspired by the dwarves from lord of the rings Mm -hmm. um it just so happens that that sort of uh, visor pattern is also very similar to the Mandalorian one well that and the there was one of the Mandalorian uh designs that came out earlier uh that you guys had on your site earlier that had that third like the two side things but then the third piece that goes up the middle above the nose the the kind of the third block unless i'm unless i'm just completely mandela affecting uh, uh, the man- mandalorian man- mandalorian affecting it yes yes mandalorian affecting it <laughs> You know, uh, that crazy. could be. It's also also kind of similar to like uh, Judge Dredd. Dredd's got that yeah. thing going down the front of his face. Yeah, a lot of helmets sure. have stuff well, like that. Well, Magneto. I'm just saying that that middle piece I hadn't seen before until this uh, year. Let yeah. me let me ask you a question. So I'm watching you guys at the point where you're doing cookie cutter version. You know, cutting out all the the main shapes. 
mm-hmm. and it does remind me of cookie cutting by the way where you're trying to use maximum dough to, to get the job done um, but you guys leave oh now she's doing it so maybe this is going to answer my own question but you guys leave a little bit of space a little bit of border so you can go fine tune the cut and yeah, you use the saw. She's using a knife. Which what's preferable? How do you? Is there even a preference, or is it uh, you know just whatever you feel so like doing? We we try to show both techniques. Most people don't have a bandsaw in their house. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three right now. Question mark. <laughs> um, I prefer using a bandsaw because the cuts are perfectly uh, perpendicular. Um, and I'm pretty quick at it, but uh, we also show cutting it out with a knife so that uh, folks at home can get that uh, example as well. Nice. Um, uh, all right. Sorry. Go ahead. That just seemed like an interesting thing to 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 note because let's see. I'm watching her do it. Oh, there's something satisfying about that knife cutting through your foam. Oh man. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> the um, the key to that is making sure that the knife is very sharp. So we frequently will will stop to uh, to sharpen the knife and it's like i said i I prefer the the bandsaw but um it is totally possible to do all of this work with just a sharp knife nice so um from that design that we got from my buddy ben i made a set of two-dimensional patterns they're free to download they go along with the video um so folks at home can uh, download those patterns print them out uh, and use them to trace out all the different pieces that you assemble to make the pattern or to make the helmet. Uh, and I encourage folks to give it a try, too. Uh, this is, would be a really great project to get started with uh, if you're looking to get into uh, into foam smithing. Uh, now, for this particular one, like I said, my buddy Ben designed it, but uh, the one that we made, I went and changed up the design a little bit. So there's some of the some of the design elements... Um, like the pattern on the front horn piece there, that um, they're not structural. You can change them up to look any way that you want and, and mix it up a little bit. So I actually went through the, um, I have all of the art books from The Hobbit, and they have tons and tons of photos of all the really cool dwarven armor that they made for The Hobbit. Um, they made, for each dwarf, they made two or three different sets of armor. So they have like their... You know, they're functional going out to fight armor. They have like their ceremonial armor. Uh, there are a ton of really good, uh, a ton of really good examples, all the different sort of dwarven type designs. So I took some of those bits that I liked and made a new set of designs for the uh, more decorative parts of the helmet. Yeah. Uh, and I made a pattern for those two. They're included in the download if people want to go and give that one a try. So um, one of the cool things about uh, making a helmet like this is that uh, you can use the pattern I've made to sort of make the base of the helmet that you can wear on your head. That's the real hard part to figure out. And then all the decorative stuff, you can go uh, freestyle it, you know, uh, come up with your own design, make it look all cool and wacky. You could make it look like it's a mashup between a dwarven helmet and a Mandalorian if you wanted to. You can totally do that. <laughs> Way to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> to me, to and, me. Uh, In fact, I hope that's something that people do. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it is. It's it's gorgeous, and I love kind of the uh, Egyptian looking elements on on these. I found the video that I was thinking of. It was the five hundred thousand Mando yeah, community build one that has the the Mandalorian helmet or that has the Boba Fett helmet and the uh, and actually one of these, the one your your buddy designed on the right there. Oh yeah, yeah. So cool. 
Um, we had a question in the chat room about uh, where you currently get your foam. I know you can get it from the, um, was it Sally Beauty? Not Sally Beauty. Uh, oh, Joanne. Joanne Fabrics. You can get the, uh, <laughs> the Bobby Yan. The- <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of cool, uh, or like suppliers in the United States. There's a bunch in Europe as well. Um, in the States, we have um, Yaya Han's foam at Joanne's. Which you Yaya can- Han, so I was thinking of Yeah. That. Uh, you can order that from them. Uh, TNT Cosplay Supply sells foam uh, on their website. And then Blick Art sells our buddy Steve's foam. It's called HD Foam. You can get that on their website as well. So is there anything uh, on the... I'm looking at Amazon right now. Is any of this stuff any good? Because there's tons of listings, but I don't know if any of this stuff... I, I haven't tried using any any of that type of foam. I'm friends with all the people I just listed, and they send me foam all the time. So <laughs> that's what I use, and I can tell you that it is all very good. Yeah, uh, good foam. And you can order um, all of it online, which is fabulous. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Um, oh yeah, they have some. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff looks pretty decent in uh, Amazon's listing. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's good. That's good to know where you got to get your foam foam from. How does one Okay, this is going to seem like a weird question, but how does one get a good uh, bandsaw? Like, what do you, are you brand <laughs> dedicated in that regard? Do you, is there a brand no, of bandsaw that you love and you're like, man, you got to get that one? No, I, I'm not uh, a brand loyalist with bandsaws. Um, I have a, uh, this, you don't need a giant bandsaw, although if you can afford it, go ahead and get one. No. Uh, but I have a smaller nine inch one that's a desktop model, um, it's not too terribly loud. Yeah, I think it's made by the the company Skill, but um, there there's a bunch of them available. Uh, just look look at if you're gonna buy one, look at the reviews, make sure it's not total crap, and uh, <laughs> and just buy, just buy one. Uh, mine was like 120 or 130 bucks new, so it wasn't too pricey, and it was totally worth it because I use that thing all the time. Yeah, there's yeah, one there's by a one company called on Oh yeah, Amazon. Yeah, the way you look at the Wen one, Brian, the W E. Yeah, one hundred thirty-two bucks for the nine yeah. inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll that'll do everything you need it to do. And if you're only cutting foam on it, then it'll last forever because it doesn't take a lot of effort. Well, I'm all into whatever takes little effort is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, so this, uh, this is great. In the video, uh, Brittany and I teamed up to build it together. It's been really fun. The last couple projects we've done, we've tried to do together on camera. Uh, it's just been really fun making projects with my wife. Yeah. Um, and then we just split up the work. So like most of the work is just cutting out pieces and gluing them together. So we'd like pass the camera back and forth and film one another uh, gluing foam together. It was really fun. That's awesome. <laughs> this uh, photo I put of you, uh, the snapshot I put of you in uh, our Discord, uh, it's before you've done <laughs> any clamping down or anything. And for some reason, I'm getting kind of a juggernaut vibe out of it. Like, just, yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah, total juggernaut. Uh. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, totally. The way the... <laughs> yeah. The way it kind of just goes straight down to your shoulders and eliminates your neck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you oh, ran through great. a wall and destroy the destroy the X Men for good. <laughs> uh, well done. All right. Well, this is great. Uh, go check it out. Latest videos up. It's on punishprops.com, of course, in their latest video section, or you can just go straight to the YouTube channel and check it out there. Subscribe if you're not, because uh, always good stuff coming out of there. Bill, what's your what's your bonus link this week? Oh, I've got a really fun video that our friend Laura Kampf put together. Um, she likes to repurpose stuff. So she found an old broken coffee grinder that was broken and she repurposed it and rebuilt it using a motor. So it's got like a bike chain on it to, to drive the, 
the grinder. It's very industrial looking. It's super cool. So she she made a, a coffee grinder made from trash. Oh, it's that's great. cool. So it actually works now. She's grinding real coffee and uh, not just having it in the trash. <laughs> that's yep. so cool. I guess I just described oh, wow. what you said. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, 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 this motor is for me. By the way, what kind of prop materials can one get at a Sally Beauty? Uh, oh, geez. <laughs> uh, maybe some popsicle sticks? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's true. They have the where you smear. Paradise, yeah. yeah, you smear on the wax yeah. or whatever. Oh, that makes sense. My wife goes there for all sorts of things, just <laughs> not oh, sure, wigs. Yeah, good point. All right, wigs. Great. Yeah, there you go. Uh, very cool. Oh, she's called yeah, it. Lo- is- she calls it Lost Grounds. Lost and Ground. Oh, Lost and Pretty Ground. Good. That's great. That's great. That's really great. All right. Uh, go check that out. And Bill, I want you specifically to have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye now. Okay. There he goes. Cool. Very Incoming. Cool. Major spoilers. Great Boy Pride says, Sally Beauty is hair supplies. Well, yeah, I, I may not have any, but I have gone with Tina when she's gone, and it's right next door to the freaking Joanne Fabrics. Yeah, there's often, ours is next to a Michael's, so it just Yes, happens. exactly. It's all like, I'll find that same thing. Yes. Yeah, it's a, uh, let's put it this way. It's one of those places my wife likes to go that I don't, okay? Yeah, I'll just sit in the car and play Gardenscapes on my iPhone. Boom. Have, take as much time as you need. Whatever you need, babe. Get the right color. Good luck. Steve. Welcome to the program, Monday's own Steven Schleicher from Majorspoilers.com and the outskirts of Hayes, Kansas. Joins us on Mondays, talks about the world of nerdity and comics and movies and other cool things going on. What's going on there, Steven? Oh, not a whole lot. Yeah. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Brian. Nice Good morning. You. Nice to see you. You're very, uh, very uh, uh, presentable today with your voice. You're very, oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> I like thank that you. a lot. Um, hey, Boy, could you believe the crowds at that New York Comic Con last weekend? Wow, that was a... Oh, wait. What 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 a turnout. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. (laughs) This past weekend, we would have had a big celebration of basically wrapping up the big convention season that starts in March, April, and runs through uh, October, where we have big conventions, the New York Comic Con, the Chicago Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, Emerald City... Uh, and and so many more, but because of COVID this year, so many conventions were canceled, or so many of them went and did a different take on the convention. Right. San Diego Comic Con did all their panels virtually. Most, if not all, of those were pre-recorded and then just released at specific times on the San Diego Comic Con uh, site. Same way with the DC Fandom. DC said, "Well, we'll do our own thing," and I think they did a pretty good job at uh, ramping up the production quality of many of those panels. And then this weekend was the New York Comic-Con, where, again, they went virtual with everything. I don't know how many of these were live live, uh, but uh, most of them, uh, to me, appeared like they were Mm pre-recorded. And, you know, mixed results. I mean, I see some panels had like 19,000 people have watched the video. Others, 144,000 people have watched the video. So, you know, that's, that's a lot of people that can show up to watch an event and of course it's all asynchronous so you don't have to worry about long lines or crowds or you know those kinds of things you just have to worry about bandwidth and your own internet connection going down i guess you know fortunately we will be able to go back to physical conventions in the future yeah uh but i i just wonder in the short term if doing it this way is a good idea or a bad idea because well, if i were a publisher yeah Seeing how easy some of this does, why do I have to partner up with a New York Comic Con or a San Diego Comic Con to get this done 
when I can just put this all up on my own YouTube channel and make people aware of it there and get yes. more people to embed this stuff on yeah. sites and stuff. So actually, I, 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 have a, I, I have a take on this. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, when those come around again, and they will, when you know crowds can be at a thing, whatever you know may, may change a little, but for the most part, I think this stuff comes back and and it'll be fine. What I hope happens, though, because there, there's for me, it's not a binary choice of either that or all presented the way it is currently. Oh yeah. For me, it's like, well, why don't you do both? Why don't why don't you have you're going to always have people that want to be there and going to cosplay and they're going to have art tables and do all the stuff you mm -hmm. do at a comic con and a comic convention. You're going to have stage stuff. All those things still have to happen or should happen in that way. But why not also package this stuff up in these more presentable? I've been saying this about the video game stuff since there was no E3, no GDC, none of mm -hmm. that stuff. And as a result, uh, fans have still gotten all the content and we've gotten it much easier to swallow bites minus all of the potential for issues if it's live. Uh, like, I really like it. I like this form of inf information dissemination for the stuff I'm into. Yes, but I also think it, I think that can coexist. I think what I hope comes out of this is, yay, we're returning to in-person stuff. But also, check this out online because we're going to do all this other stuff too. I don't see any right. reason why they can't do both, and I don't think you it's could, cost prohibitive. Should yeah, you can do a uh, like a video panel. So you have people in the hall H or wherever, right? They go and they they sit down, they watch the thing that we're all getting to watch on YouTube, and then the cast members come out and talk further about it, right? So you've got this mm -hmm. combination of what you can see at home and then what you can get uh, as a as a draw to a convention. Yeah, I think one of the you know, we've talked about this for years that I kind of wish that um, more conventions would put the cameras into the room and just stream their panels live from the convention. I mean, we did it for Nerdtacular for however many years yeah, and that worked right. out great. Worked out fine. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, the Comic Cons, uh, I don't know if it's they fear that if people can just stay home, they'll stay home and watch it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the big, I'm sure big that's it. Yeah. Uh, like this be a money loss for them, for people who can only see this yeah. by going to a thing. But but, see, I think and certainly wrong. for San Diego think... comic-con, they do release some of their stuff, but usually it's 24 to 48 hours after a particular panel right. Right. so that the people that go to the show get their exclusives. But I'm just wondering how many companies are going to start looking and saying, well, we could spend a hundred thousand dollars to go to these, you know, shows to set up the panels or we could spend you know 120 dollars mm -hmm. and have everybody turn on their webcams and just do this thing ourselves and Absolutely. reach more people you're basically so, describing um, why nintendo started doing their directs and stopped doing e3 pressers years and years ago because mm -hmm. they were like well it's costing us millions of dollars to present the way everyone else is what if we did our own thing and did it in this format and still had whatever presence we need to have is, you know, we're less and less of one, but more, you know, whatever presence we need to have at E3, but really most of the stuff we control, we make video, we put it out and we announce stuff and it worked like it worked and it really worked for Nintendo. Like they, that's what people expect now out of yeah. them and nobody wants a live thing from them anymore. And mm -hmm. this year, Microsoft and Sony were forced into a position of having to do a lot of that as well. And that also worked out pretty well. Even and and that's with COVID restrictions and all sorts of problems with like you know you can't ever have everybody in one place to to even make these productions and it still worked out pretty well. So I don't think I think they're if they're if somebody at New York Comic Con's like well if we release the panels uh, or do them live people won't come and sit in the seats. I don't think that's 
the case. Well, here, here's the thing. 144,000 people have watched the boys cast interview uh, Amazon Prime video right. on the New York Comic Con uh, website. All right. There's not a single sp space in the J Javits Center that would seat 144,000 people. Yeah, what in you one get? Go. What's your max? Maybe 20,000 or something. I, I think I think the at San Diego Hall H. I think seats around 5,000 people, maybe a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. So that's really kind of the biggest you could probably get. I'm, I'm probably off on the Hall H, but I'm pretty sure it's around 5,000. Well, and they could also monetize this better. Like someone in the chat brought up BlizzCon, and it's totally true. BlizzCon is a thing that you that they sell out of tickets immediately. They're gone. Mm -hmm. You just everybody goes. They're now at maximum capacity. You're done. But then they sell these $49 virtual tickets, and everybody gets access to all of the streams, all of the stuff, everything, in any order they want. And they can get it in archives and live and whatever. And watch it for the next uh, 60 days afterwards. And Yeah, do yeah, some no. of that. Mm -hmm. Like, totally. the fandom will, will, will accommodate. <laughs> I really yeah, don't think I, it's I just, a concern. I, I just question whether some of these conventions are maybe still way behind the times. You know, if they're still living in the heydays of the 90s and are very hesitant to change. Certainly you see, see a lot of them scrambling this year, but I wonder how many of them will just so quickly just go back to the way things used to be. Yeah, I'd be really curious. That is one of the things that is sort of the social experiment part of all of this when we're not thinking of the doom and gloom of it, but mm -hmm. the actual like how does this alter what we thought or, you know, how we used to run a certain thing or whatever. I'm fascinated by that. Like I, yeah. I really do want to know how it's going to go, but... I mean, who knows? I mean, do you think a year from now there's a regular New York City Comic Con? Do you think that's a thing? I, I think it honestly, I think it depends on when we get a vaccine and when that vaccine proves to be more than 75 percent effective. And yeah. I think at that point, then then you will see people being very comfortable. So uh, I have no idea what conventions look like for the next year. Uh, we do know that Broadway has said not until 2021, May of 2021, before they start anything. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. I, th I think we're going to look at May, June. So that's already next year, San Diego Comic-Con um, that could be impacted by this. So I don't know. I, I think it really boils down to how safe do people feel. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the convention should shut down and, and publishers should just go this way because one of the great things about going to a convention is the fan experience where you get to interact with creators, where you get to go buy original art, where you get to show off your costumes, where you get to go buy bubblegum cards uh, there, Brian. Uh, where you get to buy all the little little knickknacks that yeah. you can can do, but um, at the same time, I saw so many people say, "Oh, I got all the the Funko Pops that I needed because of this New York Comic Con special that they were having." Whereas if you went to an actual con, you'd have to wait hours and hours in line, and maybe you wouldn't even get it if they sold out. So, I, you know, there's an experience about going to a convention, sitting in a panel where someone's just running down their solicitations for the coming months is not, in my opinion, uh, super worthwhile. <laughs> That being said, Brian, did you sit down and watch all 30 minutes of the MODOK panel? I watched uh, 20 minutes of the MODOK panel, uh, which <laughs> I'm so glad they started off with uh, video from the show. Yeah. Because uh, I had no idea that this thing was going to be like Robot Chicken kind of um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, development. I really, yeah. really dig it. Super Some cool. really cool stop motion animation in this thing. Uh, some good voice uh, cast in yeah. this, but yeah, it feels very much like <laughs> Robot really... Chicken meets the Venture Brothers. Is it stop motion? Your... What's the style of animation? 3D or it what is, is it? It's stop motion um, in the vein of like Robot Chicken. And if you watch, like if there's some close-ups on Modok's head when he's talking, and you can see that they've got the 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 modeled head, and then his mouth is. They have several different mouths that they just swap in 
as opposed to moving mouths like with clay and stuff like that. I mean, it's pretty common. Like Nightmare Before Christmas did that with oh, Jack's head. Yeah, there yeah. were like the 50 different versions of Jack's head for when he was talking. Sure. But I want to print it. I want to 3D print that Modoc <laughs> that, they, that they're using for this and have my own little set of mouths that, uh, <laughs> that I can uh, that I can. I think uh, this looks fantastic. Um, I'm yeah. looking at it now for the first time. I'm just looking at some of the animation, but uh, yeah, it looks really cool. I mean, it's, this, is, adult, a, this right? is an example of a panel that I think worked really well yeah. because not only did you have the voice actors and producers and people uh, who are part of the show in that they showed you here are some clips of the show where other yeah. panels, you know, if this were a live panel, they might say, well, we're going to show you a couple of clips or we'll show you, you know, the first episode or whatever. But they also showed a bunch of behind the scenes stuff of them making the show and how the show was made. So it actually had some stuff that maybe they wouldn't have been able to show or may have been hesitant to, sh to show at a, at a convention, a traditional convention panel. Hmm. Is it, and the, uh, wasn't this in limbo for a bit? Like there was some talk of it not mm -hmm. happening or canceled or something was going yeah. on, right? Yeah. Cause there were, there were a few of these, uh, I think there were all Hulu shows, some of mm -hmm. which are still happening, but like, um, well now Disney owns a hundred percent of Hulu, right? So, I mean, they right. can kind of, but Tigra, Tigra Dazzler, or whatever it was, got yeah. canceled. Um, uh, yeah, the Cloak and Dagger. Well, Cloak and Dagger has been. Cloak and shuttered. Dagger is gone. Runaways, yeah. I think, is probably done. But yeah, it's um, done. But I mean, some of these were in the same. I think What If is still happening. Yes, but I think that is a that's a Disney yeah, Plus show. Right. Yeah. Right. The reason also this is, is this, oh no, you're right. No, this is on Hulu. It's Hulu, it's Hulu because Hulu. it's right. supposed to be sort of adult, right? Like it's kind of yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know how adult. I can't. I didn't. Oh, it's pretty adult. Is it okay? Yeah, there's yeah. there's some bloody violence that you know if you watch a couple of those clips, you know somebody's getting their arm blown off. <laughs> there's some infidelity questions that uh, pop right. up in, in places. See, this is what right. this is what Hulu's for for Disney now. Hulu is the yeah, place yeah, they yeah. can put their stuff that's a little on the naughty side while they keep the Disney Plus uh, nice and squeaky clean over there. Right. So yeah. uh, that's fine. I'm I'm just looking forward to it. Actually, it looks pretty neat. I, I wasn't sure about the style till I saw it moving. Now I like it. So, uh, yeah, uh, watch for it. MODOK coming out. When does that come out? Do we know? I don't know when. I don't know when that comes out. All right. Well, at least we know they're committed here. Like, this is them saying, yep, we're, this is happening. This show is coming out. Uh, no more limbo. No more talk of cancellation. Uh, you're, you're, you're getting it. Uh, awesome. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh, as always, things are always great coming out of your mouth, Stephen. What other things are coming out of your mouth over at Major Spoilers right now that people should be checking out? Um, all sorts of great things that we have going on over at Major Spoilers. If you're looking for some comic book recommendations for the spooky Halloween season, uh, the new installment of So You Want to Read Comics is out this week, and Jonathan is recommending a couple of uh, comics that feature ghosts mm. as the primary uh, story element in the uh, in their in their trade. So you can go check that out over at Majorspoilers.com. Very nice. Uh, what's cool. your favorite horror comic? Do you have one? My favorite horror comic. Because I'm looking for... I don't know. I, uh, you know, creepy comics are really thing. good. The old classic creepy comics are really, really good. Yeah. If you can go get those. Yeah. Um, the uh, IDW sells collections of those. And they're really good if you want to see pre-code and just pass-code uh, uh, horror comics. Yeah. Lots of violence stuff in there. Yeah. I think those are, are really a lot of fun. Nice. So one thing is good, too. Um, the most recent Animal Man series kind of has some very creepy elements in it. Uh, that people might want to check out. Yeah, I would also argue Immortal Hulk is kind of weirdly horror. Yes, it very much dives into horror. And there is also, um, if you're into vampires, Scott Snyder's American Vampire uh, just had another series launched this past week. Uh, American Vampire 1976, I believe, is the mm. title on that one. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't read that before, uh, that, that series yet. 
But if you've read American Vampire, which we have in the past, uh, it's actually a very fascinating series. Yeah. Where, who publishes that? Uh, that uh, is... Um, uh, I oh, DC ooh. Vertigo. Yeah. Yeah, DC Vertigo. Yeah. Some other horror comics that are always good. Lock and Key is a really good one. Uh, there is also um, uh, Cullen Bunn's The Sixth Gun and... What's the other one that he's that we just recently reviewed? Um, Harrow County is all about spooky times in the uh, the 1920s in oh, a uh, nice. I would say I wouldn't say Louisiana specific, but it does feel very much that way. Uh, county um, dealing with haints and specters and all sorts of uh, creepy crawly things. I'm into it. I'm into yeah. it. I also want to read the Snyder thing because I really like Scott Snyder and uh, want to check that out. Yeah, and the uh, the yeah. artist is really fantastic as well. Uh, what's his name is Raphael Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's yeah he's good. So uh, real quick, uh, that DC service that's supposed to be coming soon, the new seven dollar uh-huh. a month thing. When uh-huh. did you tell us when that was? When is that? Because I'm sick of waiting. What's going on? Uh, January. <laughs> boo boo. But so here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's something very interesting. I was going to wait maybe another couple of weeks to see what other kind of movement we are going to see happen with this. So you can get Marvel Unlimited, which, of course, you get to read, you know, all the Marvel comics that you want. The new comics are six months late. New stuff uh, cycles in and out. DC is basically doing the same thing. Comixology Originals is doing kind of the same thing. But several weeks ago, Archie Comics announced that they were going to go digital day and date for Comixology Originals for all their stuff. So you don't have to wait six months to get the Archie Comics. Wow. And when that happened, a lot of people were speculating, oh, I wonder when other publishers are going to start doing the same thing. And today, Kodansha Comics, which is manga uh, and uh, manga related comics, they announced they're also going day and date with the um, Comixology or, uh, Unlimited. So people might want to be checking out Comixology Unlimited and keeping an eye on that because I guarantee you, if Kodansha, which is a huge manga comics publisher, um, Archie Comics. I can understand them. They're a small publisher. But if you see Dark Horse and Boom uh, or IDW or Dynamite jump on this Comixology Unlimited, that basically means you're going to see DC and Marvel jump onto that as yeah, well. Yeah, probably Image and so the Comixology Unlimited might be the way to go. Yeah, I'm there now. So I, I that sounds great. I would love to see that service improve and more stuff be added because that's where I kind of yeah. get my third-party stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And some DC and some Marvel, but it's always limited compared to yeah. you know like I'll, I'll i'll read part of old man logan and go oh they're done here they did the restaurant wish list and that's no good and then i'll realize oh wait i'll bet that whole series is on on uh marvel's thing and i go check and sure enough there it is the whole thing so i'll read it there but anyway i'm just in the mood right now for some dc man they got to get that going uh, freaking january yep. that's a that's yep, stupid. It's january is stupid. when it happen well, if I sign up for the thing they still have, which is their universe thing, DC universe thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that gives me the comic side of it, right? I believe so. I haven't been over there in a while. Okay. Um, I wonder if I could do that and then just, just when it cancels look, out. I'll, I'm logging in right now and I can tell you if I can still get, uh, except my privacy policy. Yeah, there's all sorts of comic books <laughs> that you can read over there. All right. <laughs> I may check that out because like seven day trial plus, I mean, it's you the know. same. It's the same price. If you get, it's that $75 a year or the... Seven uh, ninety nine a month. Yeah, and then they're just going to switch it over, right? Yeah, Basically. yeah, yeah. In fact, okay. everybody who currently has a DC Universe. Um, uh, subscription it's going to be totally comics and that's basically what it is right okay. now all right i think i'm down with that i don't have the i don't have the pain and anguish about it turning or changing what it is like some people do i'm just like want yeah. the comics so i think i'm ready to go uh excellent uh more of this great stuff at majorspoilers.com go check it out major spoilers on twitter any advice for us before i let you go st-
stay hydrated. Yes, drink your water, damn it. I'm almost done with this bottle right here, Brian. Very good. Only a little bit left. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> two bottles in one day. Okay, a couple quick things. Uh, I'm going to do this in kind of reverse order. I'm going to play our Monday mashup. All right. Okay. Monday All mashup right. from Jamie, who also provided today's uh, trivia question for uh, Babel Royale. Yes, he sure did. Prolific yep. uh, creator of things. And he put this together. This is called Los Dos Moffs Hermanos. <laughs> okay. And I think I know what that refers to, but uh, let's see yes. in today's Monday morning mashup. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a really good idea. Yeah. Hey, you guys. Very good. It's pretty cool. My hand is not going to touch my pee pee. <laughs> Los dos. Los dos moffs hermanos. Dos. It's not, a, it's oh. not a computer language, it's dos. Oh, yeah, let me do it again. Los dos manos. Ah, shit. Las dos moffs hermanos. Close enough. Be the Tell king. my forces to go get the bad guys. Ah! I am the king. Command yeah. my legion of donkeys. <laughs> Send the donkey legion. Clean living. I guess so. Wax on, yeah. wax off enough. You're okay. <laughs> if you wax off enough, then uh, <laughs> you stay young looking. Your foot vagina. Sorry. Four foot vagina model was my whole cover band name. <laughs> Your foot vagina. <laughs> my foot vagina. <laughs> uh, the vandals neither took storf, st- storf nor left stuff. Damn it. <laughs> what's wrong with this? I think they just Jimmy uh, did the Jimmy stick. Or what's that called? Uh, uh, Slim Jim. Slim Jim. Slap it with Slim Jim. <laughs> the Slim the Jimmy, Jimmy stick. stick. Little yeah. Jimmy stick. Yeah. Tell the cop to bring a Jimmy stick. We need to get into our Jimmy's car. Jimmy's been eyeing your car. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. I can't, I can't see, see it. see the four foot vagina. Hey, would you like to go out to dinner with me? No, I promise see. I won't do card tricks at the table. <laughs> they get excused five minutes before the end of uh, last period to go put their safety orange strap on. Strap on. <laughs> good term. Good use of term there. Strap yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kind of a thing where uh, a midget puts a pumpkin on its head and jumps on a trampoline. The guy you're watching right Look now at, on uh, uh, whatever it's called, your show you're watching. Uh, it's not Steve Perry. Uh, Perry, Perry, Mason. Perry Mason. You know, Steve Perry, the great detective. Steve Perry, yes. Uh, I like it when he solves the crime and he goes, oh, Sherry. Oh, Oi, watch me make this parrot make a swear word. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Oi. That weird sword that uh, Gus Fring has now. Gus Fring. Gus. <laughs> and what's his real What's his Darth? Uh, no. Oh, Darth Plagueis? No, not no, Darth no, no. Plagueis. What it's is Gideus? Gideon? Yeah. Moff. Right? Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. He's the chicken lord of southern... Uh... <laughs> Los dos Moffs hermanos. That <laughs> uh, was great. As always, well wow. done. And a rapper out like it totally uh, works as a circle. Yeah, like it came you around. Can, you go right from the end, right back to the beginning of the Los Dos Moffs Hermanos. Oh, well, by the way, I got word from film people that the in film sec we mentioned how in the trivia of the car oh. it said the entire movie Looping. was looped. Yes, it's referring to ADR, meaning it, yes. But I didn't. I Did you hear that from uh, Dodd? Uh, no, Dodd did Dodd Vickers pipe up on it? Dodd texted me about that. Yeah, we yeah. got a multiple emails, multiple tweets. <laughs> we had no idea. Um, we just do an 11-year-old show about movies. What do we know? <laughs> what um, do we know? Looping? What? Yeah, looping? But I, I'd never heard of that before, but also I didn't... Now that I think about the movie, I don't think there... Uh, there was some, but I don't think it was like through the whole movie. Like There was plenty no. of like mic moments, mic'd moments. I, I don't know. Yeah. Either that or it was really well done. And that's a weird thing to say about the car. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, I got a fan service here for a listener yeah. of the show and uh, fan service for Matthew Sargent, old time member of this community, a talented artist, by the way, very talented. 
He says, I realize there is a backlog for fan service requests, but I would like to get this in before the end of October. I'd appreciate it. Well, here it is, man. Uh, making sure it happens. The Kaiju Comics Anthology Stomped Number 2 is currently being kickstarted. It includes a short story I wrote and drew about the perils of delivering pizza in a town recently destroyed by monsters. If you like comics, giant monsters, and or pizza, check it out at tinyurl.com slash stomped2. S-T-O-M-P-E-D 2, the number 2. The campaign goes until Halloween Day. Well, that sounds great. Oh, yes, and I like all those things. I like comics, giant monsters, and pizza, so... I'm a shoe in. Yeah, there you go. Put your shoe in it. Your foot vagina. Uh, anyway, thank you, Matthew <laughs> Sargent. He's extremely talented, and uh, you should go uh, check it out, you guys. And he's an awesome guy. So glad to do this for him. Very cool. Uh, finally, a reminder, not a reminder, an announcement. I'm doing a fresh new inter- interview with Chris Metzen, former creative director at Blizzard Entertainment, now uh, retired, or is he... Hmm. You'll find out tomorrow in this special interview that he and I have had planned for a little while. We are going to talk about what's next for Metzen. And I'm not going to drop any giant hints except to say you're going to want to check out this interview. That's all I'm going to say. Awesome. Oh, that's right. And that's after TMS tomorrow, right? Because you're going to miss the Apple event. Yes, that was the reason, which sucks because I really want to do that with you as well. It's all right. But I'm gonna you know what? Apple will continue to uh, announce crap, and uh, we'll we'll talk on the next one. Yep. We'll see if that phone is worth it this year or not. Anyway, yeah. so that's Chris Metzen talking about what's Nexon. <laughs> I kind of took that from iCore. iCore, well done. Uh, okay, that's it for the show. Thank you all for being here. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to go to support the show. Get bonus, bonus, bonus content <laughs> and uh, stuff in the mail. All kinds of reasons to support us over there. And it keeps these lights on. Uh, you can also find us at frogpants.com slash TMS where links to that and everything else we have and do and are, are there. Song requests, find it there. If you're looking for information about anything, anything we do. All of it. It's all right there. So check it out. Frogpants.com slash DMS. Okay, Brian. I think that means we're done, but we have to play a song. So do you have a song? I do. Uh, Mrs. Taffy Guy says, hello, Scoot and Boogie. It's that time of the year again. Time to wish everyone's favorite Taffy dealer a happy birthday. He's turning 157 years old on October 10th in dog years, that is. As part of my gift for him, I'd love for his favorite podcast host to wish him a happy birthday by playing him a cover and playing him the nine shortest, smallest sound clips that Scott has available. The nine shortest? The nine shortest sound clips you have available. Okay. Jeez Louise. Um, all right. I can make this happen. I just have to push a couple of buttons. Okay, here we go. So that's going to have everything to do with size. So that's how I'll do it. Uh, for, for once... For once, size size does matter. Size absolutely matters at this very moment. All right, so here are the nine smallest that I have. And count them up. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, here we go. Well, see you later. Okay, that's the ninth shortest. Eighth shortest is. I buried him. All right, seven. Ah! <laughs> uh, six. <laughs> I think that was Nicolas Cage doing something. Um, here's something about Ar- Arnold saying pube. Pube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. April Ness something. Okay. That was April Ness. Nice to hear from her. Here's a funny sound from Bo. Uh, uh, uh. And at number one, no Gabe Simpson. No. That's the shortest. Five <laughs> 
I think there's one. Is this shorter? Hold on. That's pretty short. That's got to be short. That's pretty short. That's pretty short. Awesome. Anyway, thank you for that. That was fun. <laughs> well done. Uh, and uh, thanks again. And happy birthday, Mike, from Mrs. Taffy Guy. Uh, her request was a cover of Adele's Rolling in the Deep by this band right here, a band called Poets of the Fall. They haven't released this on a studio album, but they did record this at Nova Studios a few years back. Here is an acoustic cover of Rolling in the Deep by Poets of the Fall. See you guys tomorrow. In the 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Try 1949 Glow Code on your linoleum this week.